calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Caitlin Brownick. I'm your host. I love scams and you love scams. We love scams. This is Scam Wow Podcast. And I am thrilled about this episode, you guys. I am speaking with an amazing group of guys who are just as obsessed, crazed, loving of, and fascinated by scams as I am. Today, our guests are Adam Levin, Bo Freelander, and Travis Taylor. All hysterical, funny, wonderful men from What the Hack with Adam Levin podcast. Guys, it's going to be amazing. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you again to all of our wonderful Patreon patrons. We have a bunch of fun new episodes coming out with pieces and extended cuts from our interviews. And I just can't thank you guys enough because it makes an enormous difference. If you want to look for us, we're on Patreon at Scamwell Podcast. You can also always call us if you have any scams that are happening, anything that's happened to you, our hot tip hotline, which is 347-509-9414. And I have to say a big thank you one more time for everyone who's given us a wonderful review. It means so much to me personally. It is like you're giving me an enormous virtual hug and saying, yes, Caitlin, life does go on. And no, you are not trash like that one review you just keep repeating over and over by yourself quietly at night. So these reviews do mean a lot to us. They not only help people find our podcast, they help Apple recommend it or wherever you're subscribed, recommend it to other listeners. And we can all just enjoy this big, huge scam train that we're all riding into the sunset. (laughs) Guys, this is a really fun episode. I cannot wait to share it with you. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Enjoy! Guys, I'm so excited. We're, we get to introduce the What the Hack podcast team members. We have Bo Friedlander, Adam Levin, and Travis Taylor. Guys, welcome to Scam Wow. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks for having us. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. And it's just such a fun 
connection with both of our two worlds where we love hacks, we love scams, and I feel really lucky to be able to interview them today. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for having us. Now, you like scams? I'm obsessed with scams, I and I am quite the connoisseur of scams. It's like the grand dame of scams. Yes, we right? wish. I know. I, I really need that tattooed. Well, one of the things I have to ask you, do you ever try to scam the people who scam you? Uh, well, I guess I have such a reverence for scams that I just shared on the last episode, someone scammed me very tactfully. They went onto my um they went onto my website, researched about me, and sent me a con to elicit me basically to send and pay the money for a gig that they were hiring me for. So in that case, when someone had done that much research, when they created a fake website of a college and all this stuff, I know that that's a scam I don't want to continue with and I don't want to fight with because they've done their homework and there's probably a company linked behind them. But a scam I would pull is Recently on the same episode, I talked about how I got a painting that turns out to be worthless, and I really want to sell it for something <laughs> because I want to prove to myself no. it's not worthless, and I want to make that money back. So, kinda, yeah. Well, that's why you you should do a, a post on social media saying I paid a lot of money for something that's worth nothing. Yeah. Please make me feel better <laughs> by giving me something for that which is nothing that you can help make it something you should sell it as a nft that's kind of the entire basis of that business model yes but the website one is creepy the thing you're right like when they've yeah. put a ton of effort into it it's like when you walk by the house of the dude from silence of the lambs and one of those moths flies out yeah. you're like just run there's there are warning signs with some con artists where you're like the amount of work gone into your con really into their existence sometimes like the amount that they put behind it a lot of times it's with it's with those phone calls that, you know, those like random callers, yeah, there's a yeah. whole company behind it. So in that case, I don't really want to mess with them. I do mess with them. I, I do mess with them. So like, and I got... Okay, yes. Please tell me, how do you mess with them? Well, I got a... And they're dumb too. So I got a, I got a, an email saying that my, my um, Norton antivirus had, had been updated for an ungodly amount of money. And there was a phone number I could call if I wanted to challenge it. So I did. And the guy, and, you know, there's an order number and stuff. And I said, you know, well, what happened? I, 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 I don't even use Norton antivirus. Yeah. And, and he said, well, yes, I see that you've been scammed. I'm going to need access to your computer to rectify this. Mind you, he never said, what's the order number? He oh, never no. said, yes, I see your order number. He just went straight. He skipped a part mm -hmm. of his script and went straight into the, like, I need access to your computer. So I said, as I, he was telling me where to go, I said, um, okay, so I just hit enter now. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, uh, sir, this is the FBI and I'm going <laughs> to need you to hold. Uh, so he hung up on me. Two minutes later, he calls me back. Who is this? Oh. And I was like, um, who's this? And he was like, you called me. And I said, no, 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 no. You called me and tried to scam me with the antivirus thing. And he hung up on me again. Then he came at me through WhatsApp. Then he came wow. at me through Instagram. Then he came at me through email a few times. I got an, I got an SMS. So he figured out what my phone number was. If, if you think that you're anonymous... You're not. I hate I, we, I know. You can be re-identified in a heartbeat. Just give me a couple of facts about you and boom, we'll find you. Yeah, I think what, what gave Bo pause was when he called the guy, originally spoke to the guy and 
you know, he said, yes, let me see your number. And yes, I get this. And then he said, and by the way, you're wearing a fabulous white t-shirt. And it turns out it, it you were dating that person. It actually, <laughs> it, you know so much about it because they're in your house. The part of the money part bugged me, you know, right away, so early in a relationship to be like, like I, can I borrow 20? Jesus. So it's like, like, hi, very nice to meet you. Can I have 20? <laughs> yeah, just come in. Or you know, the part where it goes, this call is happening within your house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, this yeah. date is going badly. Please give me $20. But the first time I ever got scams was like coming out of Grand Central Station. Sure. I was sure. 18 probably. And I had, a, I had a suitcase and some dude came up and he was like, yo, 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 let me help you with that suitcase. And I was like, no, I got it, man. And I like, granted, I was a rather frail looking 18 year old. <laughs> Maybe you did need help with the suitcase, but besides... <laughs> He just grabbed it and took it to this cab and he put it in the trunk of the cab. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not taking a cab. And he was like, yeah, you are, man. Get in the cab. So I got in the cab and he's like, you got to give me 20 bucks to give the cab driver. And I was like, Whoa. okay. And I handed him the 20 bucks and he went across the street and I started to get out of the car. And the taxi driver said, don't chase him. He'll stab you. <gasps> Well, good for that taxi driver for telling you. No, he was in on the scam. Oh. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> Some people do such horrific things that part of me also goes, you know, if that person had just asked me for 20 bucks, I would have given it to him. I, I, I wouldn't have gone through the whole thing. That's a very different level of thing, too. My friend Pastor Ann from Greenpoint Reform Church walks around with $50 oh, yeah. in singles. All My husband always has time. at least And she, if 10. someone wants money... She'll just hand him a dollar. And if they need more than that, or she'll buy him a meal. But you know, this all reminds me of Toby the rabbit. <laughs> Remember, who remembers Toby the bunny? Anyone on this call remember no. Toby the bunny? Okay. Well, Toby the bunny was one of the first GoFundMe scams. Okay. Uh, and it was before GoFundMe. It was on Facebook, as I recall. Somewhere. I don't remember, but I think it okay. might have been on Facebook. It was in it was in the, in the, two, in the aughts. And it was just a picture of a very cute rabbit yeah. in a frying pan. And it said, if we don't raise $10,000 by Friday, we're going to eat the rabbit. What? That's yep. really crazy and, and smart. And it worked. Of course, it's it just worked. an Look image. It up. Toby the bunny. No, I, I just remember the Larry the Lobster segment on Saturday Night Live where <laughs> no, people had to call in and save Larry the Lobster. But the way that a lot of these scams work is they prey on our desire to be helpful mm -hmm. or our desire to be empath empathic. Yes. But the reality is, look, we all have day jobs, whatever it is, whether you're working, right. going to school, raising a family, uh, trying to save a cat, you know, all these different things. Right. Whereas for those folks, it is their, we are their day job. It is. It is. And they're, they work very hard at it. It's, you know, I don't like being scammed. It's very upsetting, but I do have an admiration for the amount of hard work in whatever you do, <laughs> in whatever your field is. I'm like, wow, that's taking a lot of man hours. So what is the worst scam you've heard of? Um, this woman, Bella, was from Australia. She went online as a spokesperson on like Australia Today show, like all of these famous places and spoke about how she changed and cured her cancer from her mind and thought process, which if you know, you know, if you've done the minimal research of cancer, you know that it is a, it's a collection of cells that are abnormal and can harm your body. Well, you can, you know, eat healthy, think positive thoughts, but that isn't necessarily the major defense against cancer. Right. And so she went on to say this, I think it was 
I want to say Hopkins lymphoma, like something incredibly bone cancer, something incredibly dangerous and how she was so great. And she gave a lot of people hope. She got a lot of money. She got a lot of attention, did a lot of sold books, like sold a cookbook about it and all of her speaking. And there was a family that had a son who was in cancer treatment. I believe they pulled him out and Mm. she went to their house repeatedly. She spent time with them. She was like a member of their family and provided them with so much hope. And then their son passed away. And then it came out that she had lied the whole time. And in her defense, she was like, but at the time, I thought I had cancer. And I was like, no, no, no. You, There were medical treatments and work saying you do not have cancer. You have had doctors say to you, you don't, you don't have cancer. And medically speaking, no one sees any cancer in any of your medical team. And she goes, yeah, but I thought I did. And that was her excuse. She was oh, fully a psychotic man. person. I think that was the number one. I can't ever get over it. I think maybe Trump stakes was the biggest scam or Trump University. I think we could do a whole, you know, you could probably do a whole season just on Trump scams. Yeah, yeah, the uh, airline, the vodka, uh, a few other things like that. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't have their own airline? Um, but I think the Trump, the Trumpness of it all, and we've had, it's so funny, we have people that say like, stay out of politics, we don't want that on our podcast, but it's literally our sorry. reality, so I'm so sorry for people that don't want to hear it. We are all in this together. But I think the Trumpness of it all is that there's a kernel, like a grain of truth that these con artists jump on, where they say like, you feel something's not right, or you feel unjust, or you feel ignored. And then then they load everything else, which is all a bunch of lies and a bunch of cons and everything else, but they hold on to that one tiny grain of truth, yes. and they keep repeating it. Yeah. And it gives people this comfort. And it's it, it's an incredible skill that these con artists do. They'll never let go of that. That's what catfishers yes. do. That's mm-hmm. exactly what catfishers do. They hold on to that one thing. You want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I know. I wanted to talk about that with you guys. You're experts. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, it. do the catfish. You're Let's experts. do it. Well, the big thing of it is, too, is that people really, really want to believe it. Yeah. So when they're hearing that, they really do want to believe, in the case of catfishing, that there's just some beautiful woman who is really, really, really wants to date them. Mm-hmm. Or that um, there's some secret cure to cancer or COVID mm-hmm. or anything like that. It, it's that thing where you're really just playing on people's desires to that extent. And hope, too. Like, maybe I could be the lucky one. It's really similar to the lottery. You've covered lottery scams. We've covered, like, um, gambling scams. You think, like, okay, nobody wins at the slot machine. But maybe for me, I could hit that jackpot. And honestly, my grandma has won the jackpot many times. So, <laughs> for real? Yes, for real? My grandmother has hit big so many times. One time she won $50,000, I think I think eighty dollars or $45,000, like an incredible amount of money that her blood pressure went way up and I don't think has ever recovered. <laughs> She's <laughs> Can we can we stake her the next time yeah. she goes to Vegas? You yeah. got to follow that lady around. She bets big and she goes hard and she crushes it at the uh, Delaware casinos. I'm not going to give anything away because I don't want anyone following my grandma around because she's tough. It could be you because you hear those stories and you're like, are you just the luckiest person in the world? And she is. But I don't know if everyone else who's currently being catfished is as lucky. But but Bo, maybe if you hack into 23andMe, you'd be able to trace to her grandmother. So, hey, let's. Oh, I've already, I've already re-identified her grandmother. I'm just trying to be nice about it. Um, we, we, we'll, we'll be going to Delaware next week. Great, it's, great. It's usually the people who, who, what they do is they, they, they're experts at watching other people play the slot machines. Yes. And then they yes. wait till that person gets frustrated and goes away, and then yes. like five slot pulls later. 
the money comes rushing out of the machine, you know, and then you yep. sit there going, and then you, but you got it, bet big. That's her secret. Yeah, no, she's not wrong about that. Are we discussing this because a casino is a scam? No. no. I feel like you know what's happening at a casino. Casino knows what's happening to you. They're all like, there's very little chance for you to win and you're all going to enjoy yourselves here and drink. Like, I feel like there's a secret handshake. Unlike if you went into a store and you're like, I would like to buy this purse. And they're like, here, this purse is made out of water and they sell you an ice purse and it melts on your way home. (laughs) Like, that's a clear scam that I hope no one has experienced. But isn't that the same with a scam, like a catfish scam? Yes, let's get to our catfish. But you do kind of know. I mean, we we just heard, uh, we have an episode coming up um, relatively soon that is really sad, actually. It was like, it was it it was beyond sad. I mean, the the guest actually referred to the person who scammed him as Voldemort. I do prefer the the catfishing stories where like wink wink nudge nudge. You kind of know. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're in love with me, huh? Oh, really, really in love with me, huh? Like you've been waiting me for me your entire life. That's so cool. How did you figure that out in five minutes? Yeah. Well, so tell tell me the average catfish what you guys have experienced and um. Also, what do you think is the most convincing catfish? Because I want to talk about like a 90-day fiancé. People think those people have catfish and then it seems like they're actually in love. And so I feel like there's lots of levels. You could get Stockholm Syndrome. You could be a catfisher. What about Mary, Adam? What about Mary? She she was pretty convincing. That dude was sort Something of Something about Mary? Well, what happened is someone... Uh... Something we had someone Mary, yeah. on, uh, named Mary. Of course, we then referred to it as something about Mary. And she was talking about a. Uh, she had linked up, as it were, with a doctor. Seemed like a very res- respectable fellow. And uh, uh, he came on pretty strong, pretty early. Mm-hmm. And then he suddenly had to go overseas, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Okay, we've we've raised money and we're opening a clinic here, but some of the medical equipment required for this clinic has been held up at the airport and we need money to get that equipment released from the airport. And in the back of her mind, she was saying, well, wait a minute, if you could raise enough money to open a clinic, you can't tell me that you had an additional uh, uh, sort of. Did she help him raise the and money I, for the clinic? No, no. Was she no. involved? He claimed oh. he did it all himself. I think the uh, clinic was in Dubai too, which was which is not typically uh, a place that you think of as being hurting for cash. I mean, I think it's fair to say she was just looking to get laid. Yeah. That's what she said. With her need of getting laid, they ha- how long was this relationship until he explained that was he in the process of raising money for this hospital when they first met? Was that sort of his backstory or did it suddenly occur? Suddenly occurred. It was a few weeks, right, guys? Mm-hmm. But it was a few weeks that they were kind of back and yeah. forth, and he was saying, "Good morning, sunshine." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think she said it was two to three weeks. Yeah, three okay. weeks. Yeah. That was it. And I think he made the pitch, the initial pitch, like one week. One weekend that he was doing this privately on his own. Did he, when did he start asking her for money for the equipment? I think about one week in. Oh. No, it was a little more than yeah, that. Yeah, a little more than that, I think. But it was but it was quick and he went to Dubai, this successful doctor who was doing like basically doctors without borders type stuff and then you know somehow needed 15 grand mm-hmm. magically and she was like, "No, buddy, I was just looking for a good time, not giving you 15 grand." And then what happened when she turned him down? What happened? What was his response? Oh, Adam. <laughs> he came back and asked for a different amount. Yeah, it was kind of really? like, "Well, if it didn't work, how about this?" Did she ever meet up with him or did they no. ever get to hook up? No, but the interesting part was he That's called her twice, which is very rare. Normally, these people, 
It's they, all online. They have a reason why they can't. Uh, they, they, their phone bill when it was a problem, or yeah, they, what if their phone isn't working, or uh, so there's always an excuse for why you can't actually hear their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there were two phone calls. And she was weirded out by him too. Yeah, she said he sounded really Very young, young um, which yeah. seemed to be at odds with his profile. <laughs> He's probably some hot cutie, hot doctor. Has, had a, sent her a picture of a guy who looked older, looked roughly her age, okay. a little bit more age appropriate. And so when she was talking to him on the phone, I don't know if he was like, said like he uh, was inhaling helium or something, but she was just like, this guy is a lot younger than uh, he looked. He sounds like a 12 year old, but has the body of a 50 year old, <laughs> right. what every woman <laughs> wants to hook up with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. So, so then she ended it with him. Was she finished? Yeah, I think she sent him off. And uh, that was that. But one never knows whether he'll reappear in another incarnation through her right. dating site. Right. So was this from a dating site she met him? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Which site Bumble. do you know? I think it was Bumble, she thought it was. It was Bumble, yeah. It was Bumble, and yeah. One of the things we were talking about in that one, too, is that Bumble has been breached in the past. Oh. Um, so all uh, 100 million of its members um, had their information <gasps> compromised, which means that Rather than having a uh, catfisher having to go through and uh, just look at the likely profiles, they could just take a look at a huge amount sure, of um, a a huge list of uh, members there and go by age or look for uh, specific details that they think would be um, so would make for a better mark. You would call that a stumble for Bumble, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, would you say, have you had any of these cases where you admired the catfisher? You think they did something creative or surprising to you? Well, I've never been catfished. You know what? There's always time. Yeah, let's. Guys, yeah, if you I want know. a catfish bow, call in to Scamwell Podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> 347-509-9414. I would like to be, yeah. 646-555-5555. Please give me five, a five, ring. I want to hear what you got. Yeah. <laughs> boobs. Yeah. Five, yeah. That's right. 5005. Boobs. Sometimes you will marvel at the sophistication and creativity of some yes. of these folks. Yes. Uh, I, I can't a, help it. I was on a TV show a couple of years ago with... There were two women who were home health care providers mm-hmm. and smart and in their, let's say, mid mid 50s. And each one of them independently, and there was no connection between the catfishers, uh, mm-hmm. were hit to the tune of 60000 each. They both paid that? Yeah. To their cat? Oh, yeah. a- as a romantic relationship? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they thought they were getting into. At the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, you know, this person or persons uh, tugged at their heartstrings and knew that they were, you know, based on following them in social media, that they were in the, you know, the home healthcare area and, you know, sensed as caregivers, if you, if you send the right message, tell the right story, they'll fall for it. Yes. And, and I, as you were sort of saying, Bo, that you can really zero in, or I think Travis, you said, I'm sorry, um, that you can really zero in on those person's needs and wants. And we've talked a lot about our con artists. They ask the most perfect questions or they bring up something or a series or a short story. And whatever the person grabs on, they're like, okay, they're a type B personality. And then there's a huge list of questions. And it's it's incredibly sophisticated these days what people can do. And sort of they could, like Bo, you're saying, they could continue on their list and on their FBI list and they keep going. And so I feel like it's the same with these catfishers. But um, 
It's just, it, it's upsetting because you know that it's someone's heart is breaking in whatever way. Either their heart are breaking that they spent all this money or their heart is breaking that they realize that they lost a love that they put time and energy in or they're humiliated and their heart's breaking that way, you know? Well, you know, and, and in one sense, it's formulaic in that, yeah. you know, step number one is you fall for somebody quickly. Step number two is you suddenly have drama Step number three is they can never seem to be able to talk to you because you always come up with a reason why you can't be there or you can't yeah. communicate. And a problem they can help you solve. So these and, are helpful people. Right. And the step number four is then that that's when they hit you for the money. <laughs> so, Well, the uh, really uh, depraved one out there, it's not necessarily catfishing, but it's the missing persons scam. Um, where there's been reports of that of people, the families of missing persons, someone will reach oh, out and say right. they have information oh, no, in exchange yeah. for a fee. Yeah. And then that's, um, you know, it, it has a lot of the similar beats to the catfishing scam, mm -hmm. but in case of rather than trying to, um, you know, ensnare someone romantically, it's uh, a lot, lot darker than that. Mm -hmm. so. But their underpinnings of like love, it kind of does go down to these huge themes mm -hmm. and things that we care about more than anything yeah. else which is love connection security um, you know batting yeah and and like if you if you, and and when you when you figure out that that's what somebody's going to react to two things occur you you become uh devil spawn <laughs> yes and and you you probably you know you you forsake your your place among humankind mm -hmm. as a as a as a, as a someone worthwhile and and but you just fuck people over and 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 um and people are susceptible to that for the same reason we are adam travis and i um love each mm -hmm. other like brothers mm -hmm. right adam right travis? it's bro bro <laughs> i'm kidding come it's on bro love. we do have brother but seriously it's i mean anyway i do think that it's the the sick part about it the sociopath part yeah. about it is that they they these are people who are are uh, at, at their the lowest. This is the pond scum level below pond scum. The the muck at the bottom of the pond. They'll go after you on an emotional level. The dude I called up with the antivirus thing, that was a chop shop. That was just mm -hmm. some dude somewhere overseas yeah. who was like taking phone calls. And if he could get someone dumb, great. And if he couldn't, who but cares? But it sounds like Next. his ego got hurt too. Like he, it's so interesting. Here he is conning all these people, and he was like, he "You got hurt, something yeah. over on me. You think you got something? Like it, he really came back at pissed. you." Which is fascinating because his job is to con people, and then he feels like a little duped. And boy, was no, he it was like I put like it was like I put something gross in Joe Pesci's drink, and now he's pissed <laughs> yeah, off. <laughs> so upset. <laughs> when have you guys heard of any sort of catfishing that went well? Or <laughs> pause you for mean, laughter. Well, that's how I met my wife. I'm officiating the wedding next week. Yeah. Yes, that that's like that's like I have I have rehabilitated the catfisher and now we're getting married. No, I've never either that or let's catfish together. Yeah, can a catfisher fall in love? No, you just actually write it up. Write it up, Caitlin. Write it up. <laughs> haven't really I, I I haven't really heard of those. I mean I've unfortunately and I had a sister who fell for a really bad scam. It was an in-person scam and it ended up uh, a situation with someone from Malta. True mm -hmm. story. Oh, I and, know that story. But and that's, that's, millions that's got transferred story. to this person. Really? And yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. So I know firsthand how it can be. Uh, but as I recall, you got that back or No, we did something. not. 
Oh, you did not. Not only did we not get it back, but we were advised by the FBI, stay away from this guy. Oh, like the taxi driver who said the guy will stab yeah, you if you cross the street. Yeah, except the FBI was serious. Well, will stab it was you. like, it wasn't, they weren't his partner. And it wasn't 20 bucks. Oh, geez. Wow. So how, how did your sister recover from that, if you don't mind speaking Well, about actually, it? she passed away from cancer, so she, and oh. it was toward the end of her life, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's when, again, you know, you are more susceptible when people give you the right story. Of course. To be helpful because you, you're course. very sad about your situation and then mm-hmm. you get ensnared in theirs. I mean, one of the scams that he used on her is that his child was kidnapped oh, and God. he needed money for the kidnappers. And, and because That's his family lived in Malta, you know, these things happen. So oh. it, it as made they sense. Come, as they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Adam, that reminds me of, um, you know, your, your story, actually, Caitlin, um, the person who had kind of researched you yes. and set up a website. Yeah. Um, I, you know, spear phishing is another scam that's really interesting where you were sort of spearfished, where they, you know, a, a, a scammer figures out a bunch of stuff about you. So yeah. they know what you're going to react to because right. they know they know who your friends are. They know who your boss is. If you have a boss, they know what gigs you've done. If you do gigs mm-hmm. now, uh, I know of a person who is a television producer um, and I will give scant facts to keep it sure, unidentifiable. And um, he was sitting in his office uh, about to wire some money. And the amount was $20,000. And the destination was to a lot in China where they actually were going to be shooting. And huh. his executive producer walked by his door and looked in innocently. Yeah. And this person looked back thinking that he was being pressured and said, I'm wiring the money now. Relax. Yeah. And the guy said, what money? And he said, you told me to send 20 grand to the lot in China. And he said, no, I didn't. Oh, so. Someone had spoofed his email. Sent his part. So there was a spoof of this executive producer's email sent to his partner, the fellow who was doing the emailing, the the wiring. And the only reason they caught it, it would have been gone, was that he was, they had a bad relationship. Wow. And they were easily annoyed by each other. Wow. <laughs> so. You big dick. I'm sending the money over now. There was a, a story about a, um, a true story. Someone who was the CEO of a portfolio company in Europe mm-hmm. who was contacted by the CEO of the parent company, or so he thought. Mm-hmm. And it was a phone conversation he had with him, and it was a deep fake. It wasn't yeah. the re- it wasn't the real person. And he wired two hundred thousand dollars to an account, and the money was gone. And shortly after, this portfolio CEO was gone as well. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta put yeah. it in an offshore bank account and dip out. Yeah, but that's why I don't answer the phone when people say, you know, uh, is this Bo Friedlander? I never say yes. And the reason Adam taught me this is that because if you say yes, they can harvest that yes to be used in voice authorization really? elsewhere. Yeah, because you'll say, I yeah. never ordered that. And they'll go, really? Well, here's you saying yes when you were asked, they record do you, you. want to mm-hmm. order this? That so is when I when someone says this is Bo Friedlander, I say who's this? Okay, so <laughs> that's, that's really good for our listeners to hear because I have had um, – <laughs> 
I mean, I've had things that it says unknown or something and I'm waiting for a doctor's appointment or something and maybe I'm worried about my doctor's office. So I say hello and they, I immediately usually hear if it's a recording and fake, but that's very good to know, listeners, if somebody asks, is this you? Say, and who is this? <laughs> Just don't may say ask yes. who's calling. And I do it the way my mom taught me, you know, like I'm very polite. Mm-hmm. I'll say, may I, may I ask who's calling? And then they'll generally hang up yeah if they're not the right person we like to say from my home state of new jersey is uh who's asking (laughs) who's asking how's your mother yeah what's wrong with your mother your mother's calling (laughs) (laughs) but you know and and another thing that people have to be really careful of and so many people fall for this is they get a phone call from they presume it's their financial institution and yeah. The, the yeah. caller even identifies themselves as being from their financial institution and may even say, Yes. We this is your credit card number, right? And you go, Yes. And this is your expiration date. And you go, Yes. And they say, Well, just to confirm you're you, because we think there might be fraudulent activity on your account, could you please give us the security code on the back of your card? <laughs> and yes. that's like, oops. Because so they're missing that piece. Because mm-hmm. they're so missing the that piece. You can never authenticate yourself to anyone who contacts you for any reason. If you're contacting so them, you know, if you're contacting right. them and they and they ask you to confirm something, that's different because they're trying to protect you. Right. Because you have done that sort of, you've done that back and forth with them when I've called my bank or had to put something on hold or I thought somebody compromised my credit card. Then they ask for all the information. I'm calling the bank. I'm speaking with the person. The phone number's on the back of my, you know, other credit card that I haven't lost. And so you're used to that formality. You're used to like that, you know, callback of like, this is it. This is, and you go through all like the boring things and this is my birth date and this is all the boring facts about me. So it is really common for if somebody gets that call, maybe you're distracted, maybe you can't hear very well, and you think it's your financial institution, you say that response that you're so used to giving. But what we hear time and time again, it's always great to remember, and I want to tell listeners and my family, like everyone, that your financial institution won't usually call you, or the FBI isn't going to call you, or the Department of Treasury isn't going to personally call you. It's almost always a formal letter. They're also not going to email you usually. And what you can do is from a separate phone line or a separate account, call that place separately, hang up, you know, delete the email and then reach out to your bank separately or re- or contact the Department of Treasury separately and do it from your end and in your control and then ask them. And it's almost always, it is always really, never them. It's, it's always a scam. Right. Well, one of the things that can make that even harder is when you get a uh, message by text or a SMS. That's uh, the problem yeah. right yeah. there. Because w- with a phone call, in a lot of cases, if you can take a beat and say, oh, this sounds a little bit uh, fishy, mm-hmm. like I don't really trust this, that's one thing. But if you just happen to get a little notification on your phone saying, hey, that uh, Amazon.com package is ready, then click. you just you click and then uh, they're off to the races. So, I know. That's how that dude, that's how the dude that got mad that I was messing with him, he sent me one of those Amazon things. I'll buy we should SMS. call him right now and say, you know what? This is the place. Let's if you want to shine, Bo's <laughs> your guy. Tell us, how'd you get involved in these scams? This is your place. Well, I have to say there Give is a all reply. of our phone numbers. There... He's lonely. Does this mean that Margot Robbie didn't call me last week? No, Adam, she called you. <laughs> She's fun. I like her. Oh, really? She called you. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, oh, my cat said they didn't want to hear any more okay, scam okay. stories. Really? It's getting depressing. All right. So, you know, catfishing, now we're back to catfishing. 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 Cat cat Travis actually found out where the term catfishing comes from, oh. and it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I assumed it was some sort of thing, like, actually involving catfishing or something from, like, the Louisiana Bayou or whatever. No, it's a, uh, documentary that came out in 2010. That introduced it. Oh. <laughs> then MTV in 2012 had a, a show called Catfishing about catfishing. Oh, that MTV. No, but about the fish tank. No, the fish tank thing. Yeah, there was the a, uh, there's a myth uh, that the reason why the 2010 documentary was called that was because there's a myth saying that uh, cod can be transported and will be health more healthy when they're being transported if they're being transported along with a catfish. Cod and a catfish. Cod and a catfish. Are we all just cods waiting to be transported with a catfish? I mean, that's terrifying, isn't it? Really annoying. But it's thought. also, I guess it's comforting. We're all a little bit cod and we all need in, to be coddled. In cod, we trust, you know. So. <laughs> oh, in cod. I don't know, man. I don't want to be a cod. They have worms. <laughs> Sorry, we're no. cods. Uh, <laughs> okay. Blubber, blubber. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. 
That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. So with this catfishing, are there things that you would say to your close family members, your friends, like, please look out for this. Um, This is a really common thing we see that catfishers have done. Yeah, these are... Basically, there's just few things. Number one, if you're starting to communicate with somebody online Mm -hmm. and within an extremely short period of time, they go from, hi, how are you? To, hello, my precious pussycat. You know, that's where (laughs) you need to be a little concerned or (laughs) within a few days, they want to have your child or they want you to be the father of whatever. As flattering as it is. There it is. Um, be be yeah. careful. Secondly, okay. um, if they suddenly become a drama king or queen. Okay. You know, all of a sudden their child was kidnapped or they had a medical emergency within a very short period of time and it came out of nowhere and, you know, they use that as an excuse for why they can't see you. If right. there are problems with them being able to connect with you. Like, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to come, but I couldn't because my money ran out or my phone died and I can't communicate with you. Or all of a Mm -hmm. sudden I can't do FaceTime with you. And I don't know why there's a problem with my computer. You know, these are the kinds of things to look out for. And then when they try to hit you up for money, that, that, that is the, Mm -hmm. is the, that's the killer right there. And especially it comes within a relatively short period of time. Yeah, they'll never meet you in person. Right. They won't. They're... Yes. But they're, and, and one of the things you can do is take some of the lines that they throw out at you and Google them. Google them because you might find that's great advice. A lot of people who will write the script, you know, post this and then talk about it. One thing for sure when people think they've been wronged, they mm-hmm. get very loud uh, online. Yeah. And but they're also working from scripts, Adam. So they probably it is possible to to Google some of these. Oh, absolutely, things. you can. Right. So yeah. that's important. And you know, if they ask you for, for instance, you know, let I'll send you my pictures. Money. Why don't you send me yours? Be very right. careful because what they could be trying to do is get you to do compromising photographs and then use yeah, that to, extort you. to for blackmail blackmail you. So yeah. don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, but any, any request for money to money obviously. or personal yeah. identifiable information, like, you know, could you at least give me your credit card number? Because I'd like to buy a ticket to come visit you. And instead of wiring mm-hmm. me the money through Western union, which I know is a real pain, why don't you just give me your mm-hmm. credit card information? You know, these are well, also just, you know, the other, the other thing is like, I have, I have, uh, young daughters who have had experience with creeps trying to yeah. get over on them. And, and you know, one of the things that I tell them to do, which is um, difficult because they are on social media, is to never post anything that will give some indication of the neighborhood they live in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great. 
and you know, so that you know, because if somebody is getting in stalker mode, they are going to be very good at what's called open source intelligence, which means that they're going to look at posts that are publicly facing, okay. and through that, they'll figure out like, oh, I see that building in the background of that selfie, which you have four selfies in that I same see. spot. And I can see from that that you live in Duluth. That's very interesting. But, Bo, isn't it also true that if you don't disable location services, when you take digital photographs, sure, of course. you're telling them when you took the photograph and where you took it? Mm-hmm. Depends. But if you have, yes, there, there's certainly um, there's certainly information embedded in, in a lot of different media that can give uh, give people a lot of stuff. And so so um, so Adam talks a lot about something called the three M's that is, I think, useful here um, in the, 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 the it's it's minimize your, your risk of attack, your minimize your attackable service, monitor uh, your stuff. And then if something happens, manage the damage. But in this instance, it's really all about minimizing, mm-hmm. right? Adam? No, it's totally about minimizing. And it's, 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 it's never giving away too much information and never providing anything that could be a clue yeah. as to your personal identifiable information. And heaven knows with breaches being the third certainty in life behind death and taxes, there's enough information <laughs> yeah. out there about us. One trick of the trade really is when you set up security questions and answers, lie like a superhero. Okay. I and mean, remember Bruce Wayne lie. does not tell people he's Batman and Clark Kent right. doesn't run around saying, look, the S on my chest. Uh, they lie. They, they mm-hmm. lie to protect who they are. And that's why when you answer questions and they say, what's your mother's maiden name? If it's Smith, say Jones. If they ask you what okay. your high school was, tell them you went to sky high as opposed to where you went. Right. Uh, no one is going to conduct a background investigation on you as if you're getting a national security clearance here. Uh, right. All they care about is when they ask you a question, the answer you give is consistent with the answer you gave. So it's about consistency, not veracity. I'll forget it all. I forget everything. I forget my own last name. Uh, I was wondering too, with all of this, I have gone on and I have searched like my name and searched to see what comes up. And they have mm. these services of like clear your information or or sign up here to delete everything. Have you guys heard of that being successful or is that also a scam? It's not a scam, but it's iffy. Yeah. Um, with a lot of these services, what they do is they say, we will clear this off. We will get rid of this uh, subscription. We'll delete that account. But you need to actually give that company the uh, your information. Oh, um, not even money. So you just un- give unless- it all. Right. So unless you can tell them very specific or unless they can tell you very specifically what they do with their privacy policy, um, that's something where you're technically giving away your data with the aim of getting your data off of uh, the Internet. Wow. Now, also, you know, you have a lot of millennial listeners who are on social media a lot and you you there, there are services that some people use which track follows and unfollows yes. and and. Don't forget that in order for that service to work, you have to give them the password to your account. And when you do that, you're giving your password. You might as well just write it on a piece of paper and let it go in Central Park. Right. No, better yet. Because you have no idea. Do skywriting. I knew you were going there. (laughs) If you're at Sky High University. (laughs) The other one that's. Graduate of Sky High High School. You've got to just skywrite. Well, I also think like there's the what's my top 10 posts of 2021. And 
at all of these programs Same. are keeping yeah. your password. Well, and not yes. to mention so the fact that you're surrounded by 26, Travis, correct me if I'm wrong, but 26 to 30 billion Internet of Things devices worldwide and growing uh, that yeah, will that even, track yeah. you, that even like I, you know, so I how do I it. protect myself and not go crazy? <laughs> I'm like already like I'm like is, so I'm what sweating. You do, the three M's. Let's how about we just say one thing, the three M's. Okay. But Adam, before you do them, there's one thing I guarantee you. We know this for a fact because every year the percentage is so high. There's studies every year, and the percentages are like nuts high of people who use the same password on different accounts. Yes. And dumbass passwords too. Yeah. So the best thing that you can do is either if you're feeling like you want to set it and forget it, get a for a pay subscription, pay a right. subscription for a password manager and then let it take care of you. Get a great reviewed one and and, and do let it do do the work for you. Or just you got to up your game. You got to have better password well, hygiene. You, you do that because and, that, to me, is the number one and, thing. And you okay. have to have you have to use multi-factor authentication. And the reason is yeah, you yeah. could have the most indecipherable password possible, but if that password is discovered, right, right, because there are some sites that, that tend to uh, leave it in clear text as opposed to using military grade encryption yeah. and okay. as a result the hackers get their hands on that password and let's face it most user id tend to be your email address which is out yes. there yes so yeah. combine your email address with a discovered password and you're going to be exposed so the, the you've got to do multi-factor mm. authentication you have to monitor you have to have a program that monitors you on the on the dark web uh, okay. You need to freeze your credit. It's right. not all that difficult. It's a little time consuming at the beginning. Okay. And you have to do it with each of the three reporting agencies, but freezing your credit will take away one big avenue of uh, of identity theft and fraud, which is huge, opening new accounts. Huge. Well, it doesn't get away. It doesn't get you out of the, you know, sending someone money because you want to have sex with them. No, no but, no. you know, we, we talk a lot about if we only had more laws. Well, the answer is that no law is going to stop you. I don't think that's from, always the answer. No. <laughs> you know, no, no law is going to stop you from clicking on the wrong link or right. using or silly stop you passwords. from getting tricked. Yes. And or stop you from getting tricked, yeah, Adam. I mean, it's just, you know, as, as we say, sometimes it's just dumb. Or you want to believe, or gosh, it really looked legitimate and it made sense at the time. Oh, like yeah. COVID scams, unemployment scams, job right. search scams, right. um, student Deep uh, student benefit yep. scams, these kinds of things. You know. Well, how do you think? How do you think? So we did. We had an episode where someone had uh, an unemployment scam happen to them on what the hack, where she. Um, Got a credit card in the mail, a prepaid card, and it was it was unemployment benefits, three thousand dollars worth of unemployment benefits. How did she get hacked again? Do we know? No, no. She was it just her email floating in the wind? How they got her information, but they they yeah. got her information and they applied for unemployment compensation in Colorado and Ohio. <laughs> so, but did she get that money? Well, no. the, she she, she, she the threw 3, the card away. She threw the card no. away because she. Yeah, she tossed she it. She thought it was just some, you know, pre-approved come on. 
so how can Caitlin know that she didn't have somebody do that to her? How do I get that $3,000? Where's her card? And is she giving it away? Well, we'll try <laughs> no? to find it for you. We have to go to Colorado. Okay, that's fine. I'll go anywhere. I'm so broke. Um, okay, that, gosh, guys, this is so helpful so generous and i really appreciate everything that you've been telling our listeners and me and i gotta go change every single password right now because yep. surprise they're all the same <laughs> because i'm lazy <laughs> um but yeah caitlin if i can just throw something else out and that is you know you know get your credit reports look at your credit reports i do that yeah and and look in particular not for what you did but what you didn't do yes or you didn't know that you did these uh, days, I notice every penny because I'm like, once I called the supermarket and was like, they charged me. This is right when my son was born. And I was so upset and called them and went and was like, there was $21 charge. And I forgot that I went there that morning because I was so sleep deprived and I had a newborn. I do so that I'm too. embarrassingly I do that too. on top of it that people would like me to stop being on top of it. But no, but yes, check. <laughs> You know, monitor your credit scores because if they take a sudden precipitous drop, either it's because you didn't pay a bill, you're using too much of your credit, or mm -hmm. you're a victim of identity theft. Sign up for transactions. And that can be tiny charges. I know, they're tiny. Well, I actually, there was a Travelocity or Expedia pop up that happened to a bunch of people that was part of Expedia or Orbits or some shitty whatever travel site. I kicked. I pressed the okay to get it to get away and it turns out it signed me up for 12 to like $24 a month for years and I had that no idea and I, that can happen. and yep. I called them and they're like well you approved us it was it was back in 2002 or whatever and I was like well I was 18 and I had no idea what I was doing and that is fraudulent and they refunded me all of my money back. So also you can call out these companies when you think it's something like, well, maybe this legit company or it's something where you did use that service. If you believe that it was fraudulent, you can call their customer service. You can complain to them. And usually on customer service lines, they can only hang up the call if you say, OK, I agree or OK, that's fine with me. Um, if you say, I do not agree, I would like to speak to your manager. I would like to speak to the next operator. I would like to speak to somebody else in charge. And you usually can find a solution to the answer. And if you say, like, I'm going to report you and I'm going to right. report this and I'll find a lawyer if I have to. These companies, there's a level of like shade that they know that they're doing and they don't want to be put out there in the press and they don't want to be canceled and all of this stuff. So I say everybody, even if you think it's, you know, something like a Travelocity card or something that seems like a real actual company, they can still try and slip, you know, those $18 away from you once a month and you have every right to call them out. There goes your Travelocity ad. One, one last piece of advice, which I, I do think is very helpful, and that is a lot of people don't realize that through their insurance company uh, and credit unions more than banks and through their employer, there are programs available to help you through cyber and identity and credit incidents. Oh, I didn't and know that. And it, it is, it usually will be an endorsement to your homeowner or auto policy. Sometimes they'll just include it. Uh, mm -hmm. and for employers through the HR department as part of employee benefits programs, either oh, wow. employer paid or voluntary benefits, uh, they okay. will make these programs available deeply discounted or in some cases even free. So you should right. check with your insurance agent, your bank rep, 
or your HR department and say, do you have a program? Am I in it? If not, what do I need to do to get in it? And what's it going to cost me? I'm sure there's all those like pieces of paper you get when you first are hired. You're like, I'll never need this. (laughs) Then, Then you listen to our podcast and you do need it, honey bun. Absolutely. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our guests. Thank you, producer Kate and Jess. And I just adore all of you. And if you ever want to share your experience with us, if you've been catfished, if you maybe were a catfish, spoiler alert, we have an amazing episode that might destroy us in the best way coming out. So if you're not already subscribed, we have some really exciting episodes coming out that I cannot wait for you guys to see. Uh, teaser, I might be speaking with a professional catfish. I can't say for sure. I am just too excited. This is incredible. But I want to say thank you again to our guests. And my heart is out there for anybody who has been catfished. And if you're new to our podcast, we do mailbag episodes where we share stories and emails from all of you. And you can find us on social media at Scamwa Podcast, or you can call us because you know I love a phone call on our hot tip hotline which is 347-509-9414. Or you can email us at scamwellpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear your stories, share your warning signs, let us know any of this experience if you've had it, because this is the way that we all support each other in this community. And I can't thank you guys enough. And I'll see you next week. It's going to be nuts. Bye. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. The thing that I fought tooth and nail to bring my son into is Dungeons and Dragons. That is the ultimate solution to parenthood. I'm Alexis Ohanian. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. I talked to Rain Wilson. I wanted to learn more about Rain's advice to play D&D with your kids. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.